the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Really, our discussions of running a law practice at the beginning, before we even had the show, were always about infusion soft. I'll always remember the day you came over for lunch and then I brought you up to my office and showed you what infusion soft could do. And the way your eyes popped out of your head, and I think you signed up for it that very day. I remember how I wanted to use it as an actual case management system and not a CRM. And they're like, oh, well, it doesn't really do that. And whenever you showed me what you were doing, I'm like, oh, this can do everything that a case management system does. So I don't know if I sent it the same day, but I sent it really quickly after that because it, it really was an eye opener. Run your law firm the right way. The right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. You're back on the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jim? How was your weekend, my friend? It was good. Chiefs lost. The Tigers lost Alabama, so we've got some listeners that uh, I'm sure are very happy, you know, Mo and Bernard. But uh, congratulations to you all. Chiefs lost to the Patriots for the first time, or lost the first loss of the season. So sports-wise, not so great, but uh, I had a good time with my family. How about you? I have Pat Mahomes in my Mitch Jackson Fantasy League, and he's just been lighting it up. But, you know, the Andy Reid teams are notorious for starting out very fast and then folding. I predicted that both 5-0 and teams would lose this week. I'd love to root against the Rams since they moved back to L.A. They won, but the Chiefs did lose. So it's interesting to see that maybe the Andy Reid collapse has begun. Okay, so before we get into our topic, I want to talk about the football thing. So if the Chiefs left Kansas City, I would not care, and I would still root for them. So you... You were a Rams fan, and they have moved, and you are now rooting against them? Oh, yeah. I hate Stan Kroenke, and so I'm disheartened to see them doing so well. That's pretty common, right? People that were that were Rams fan, fans are no longer Rams fans. Is that right? I think so. I'd say the majority. That's crazy to me. But you know what? I didn't. I didn't, wasn't raised in Kansas City, so I think it's what it is, is if you were born in that city, that city was always there. I think maybe that's what it was, but I don't know. Anyway, enough football talk. You want to get going? Yeah, I'm excited. It's just you and me today, so hopefully you won't be as mean to me as you are when we have other guests on the show. <laughs> you like it. You know you do. <laughs> All right, well, well we have let, an interesting let, let, topic today. Yeah, let's talk about infusion stuff. You're, it sounds like you're, you're jumping ships, so let's talk about it. Give me the lowdown on it. 
Well, I think it might be helpful for our listeners to hear a little bit about your and my history with Infusionsoft. I think it might be safe to say that if it weren't for Infusionsoft, we might not have Maximum Lawyer. And I say that because really our discussions of running a law practice at the beginning, before we even had the show, were always about Infusionsoft. And I, I remember, I'll always remember the day you came over for lunch and then I brought you up to my office and showed you what Infusionsoft could do. And the way your eyes popped out of your head, and I think you signed up for it that very day. Yeah, I would have signed up, I think, a year or two before if, if Infusionsoft was better at selling. I think that they were they're pretty terrible at that aspect of the business because I remember how I wanted to use it as an actual case management system and not a CRM, and they're like, oh, well, it doesn't really do that. And whenever you showed me what you were doing, I was like, oh, this can do everything that a case management system does. So. That really did. I, I don't know if I sent it the same day, but I sent it really quickly after that because it, it really was an eye-opener. I don't know how long ago I joined Infusionsoft, but I do know that I got my first iPhone, which was like an iPhone 4. That was the bonus for signing up at that particular time. I think they were getting ready to ask for some venture capital, and they wanted to get as many subscribers in as possible. But I've been with Infusionsoft for at least since I moved to the old office, which was 2011. So I think about six or seven years. Wow. So I don't really know what, I mean, when we went to Icon the year after I signed up for it, you and I went, and then we went again two years later. I went two years later. So I'm about four or five years. I've had it less time than you have, but I've gotten the full value out of it for sure. Well, I want to make clear that this show is not a diatribe against Infusionsoft, but we've had a lot of discussions and debates in the Facebook group. William Eady has some strong opinions on it, as he often does. But our firm is transitioning away from Infusionsoft, and, and I came up with a list of six reasons why we are leaving Infusionsoft, and I thought that we could talk about those today. And I have to say that, you know, Infusionsoft, I've met a lot of great friends. We've met a lot of people through the Infusionsoft community, and, and some have come and gone. And so we just took a real critical look at what we were trying to do over the course of the last 12 months, and, and it just seems that there are other software options out there for us that are going to allow us to do what we want to do in a more nimble way. Okay, so I'm going to save my questions for your your top six because I, I'm going to give you pushback on every single one of them, I'm sure. But I guess go into number one and let's see see how this goes. All right, so the first one you already actually touched on a little bit, and that was that the plan was always to build our immigration law firm on the back of Infusionsoft. and after all these years, you know, you and I both became certified Infusionsoft partners, that we went through the training and learned everything we possibly could about Infusionsoft. I've been lucky to work with some really smart Infusionsoft people like Kelsey Bratcher and Greg Jenkins. And after all this time, about a year ago, we decided to make the switch for our daring unit for the operations of the firm from Infusionsoft into Clio. And Clio has its own limitations, but the fact is Infusionsoft is, at the end of the day, built for marketing, and it's very clunky when it comes to trying to run a law office off of it. Okay, so I can completely concede that the user interface is not built out for a law firm. You can build out custom interfaces. You can do that for sure, but, I mean, not everybody wants to do that. You get a 100 custom fields, which is quite a bit. If you're just doing one practice area, it's plenty. If you're doing multiple, or if you're doing multiple 
um, niches in, in, inside of an immigration practice, it's not enough. There are expansions you can use, but those cannot be put into the merged field for letters and emails, which is a problem, which I don't even understand the point of those expansions. If they can't be used for merged fields. But you can build out custom interfaces. And the reason why I like Filebind so much is that it's, well, one, you can build out an integration with a case management system that has a, a prettier interface. Filebind has something coming soon where it's going to fully integrate with Infusionsoft. So I'm going to be using those in conjunction with each other, which is going to be pretty awesome. Filebind does not have the automation power from Infusionsoft, and that's all I care about with Infusionsoft is the automation interface. I don't care. That's what I'm going to use. Uh, Filebind for the interface, and then the power of that automation is just, it's crazy. And you can save so much money on staff, and you can get so much more work done, and you can get in touch with clients so much better. You can communicate with them so much better. It's great. But anyway, so you don't like the interface, which is your number one. What's your number two? Oh, no, we're still on number one because I want to give you mad props. I want to give you mad props for all the hard work that you did to build out your systems and to automate I know the amazing campaigns that you've built out for your during unit, not for the the sales piece, but for the actual operations. You've done a much better job of building that out. And I um, kept banging my head against the wall. And Kelsey, as nimble as he is, I think he might be one of the most nimble Infusionsoft users that's out there. We've had a really hard time trying to automate uh, what we what we do, and 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 we've had to bring in other forms of software. And in bringing in those other forms of software we've come to see the limitations that Infusionsoft really has. And and really that's what, to me, I feel like we're moving on to generation 2.0 of the firm's tech stack. And it's interesting that you have started using Filevine for a part of your process because Infusionsoft doesn't do it as well as Filevine. So I think that by your own actions, you've telegraphed some of the limitations that Infusionsoft has. Oh, no question. I will tell you, me getting to that point is it wasn't all because of my choice. <laughs> I mean, my we haven't really talked about this much. I switched to TrialWorks because my former law partner wanted to switch to TrialWorks, which is, a, in my opinion, a garbage software. And then after that, I needed a new software. I was still using Infusionsoft, but it was at that point too difficult to move all my stuff back into Infusionsoft in an organized manner. But I also did see the deficiencies in the organization, and I was able to see Filevine. Filevine sponsored our conference. They gave me some sneak peeks into what they were doing, and I really, really do love the product. And so that was my roundabout way of getting there. If if none of that had happened, I would have been using Infusionsoft the same way I was two years ago, I loved it, and I still do love it. But I will say it is limited, though, in its capabilities. It comes just just the general organization of a file. I think that's the easiest way of putting it. Well, and so that does bring us to number two. You were inviting me to go to number two, and that is that the sales pipeline itself and using the sales pipeline or Infusionsoft opportunities to try to show a client's movement in the during unit through the process of their car accident case or their immigration case is extremely difficult. I challenge anyone listening to this show to explain to me how opportunities work in a coherent and easy fashion because opportunities inside Infusionsoft, which is sort of their sales flow, 
is extremely complicated and very hard to use, and it's very duplicative of the data that you already have inside Infusionsoft. So it's funny. I have opportunities. They gave it to me, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, sort of added into a package for me, and I've never used it. I've never understood it. I remember a long time ago, after I signed up, I got the regular version of Infusionsoft without opportunities, and then I upgraded right before going to Icon, and I remember talking to Michael Edelman and saying, hey, man, and he's a big Infusionsoft guy. I said, hey, what are opportunities? And he couldn't explain it to me in a coherent fashion. So I, to this day, don't know what an opportunity is. It's explained to me in a way where there's sort of like a case, if you were to think of them like a case as, a, as opposed to an opportunity. But that's not quite true because there are, I think, opportunities are different stages of, would be different stages of a case, right? Is that kind of what an opportunity is? Yeah, and the reason it's important is because you want to be able to do reports. Like for me, I want to see all the cases that are waiting for the client to come in and sign or all the cases where we're waiting for USCIS to issue a decision or all the cases where there's something stuck on our end in our workflow. And we try to do that with opportunities, but it is freaking impossible. I bet if we had Clay Mask on here, he couldn't explain what opportunities are. For the people that don't know, that, that's the CEO of, of Infusionsoft. You're probably right. So I can't explain it to you. I don't know. I don't think it's important. I don't think the opportunities are important when it comes to using Infusionsoft. I have the, I use the, I'll call the regular version of Infusionsoft. And what I mean by that is I use it without opportunities. I have a souped, I actually have a souped up version of Infusionsoft when it comes to contacts and a bunch of the commerce part of it and a bunch of other things. That's for other reasons. But I don't think you need opportunities to run Infusionsoft effectively. And actually, I think opportunities confuses people and I don't think it's necessary. How are you getting the data out of Infusionsoft to, to track where your clients are in their cases? Okay, so mine is very simple. No, I mean, I had to talk two years ago how I was getting the data. Data is different now. I get it through Domo, through Fileline. But two years ago, it, was, it all just came to my dashboard. So I had my, my dashboard built out and I tagged my, my cases where once they got to another stage, I would have that on my dashboard. And so I had seven different stages that were pre-lit and then seven different stages that were litigation. You know, it would tell me where they were in each of those stages and how many cases I had in each of those stages. And so I'd click on a link and it would open up all those files. And I mean, that's how I did it. I mean, it was very simple. I think that the, the dashboard reporting, once you know how to do it in Fusionsoft, it's stupid easy. You can open up your dashboard every morning and see exactly what's going on. All right. So number three. You gave me nothing on that reporting. And it, I think I told you exactly what you need. And you are clearly not doing that when it comes to reporting. You just said that you're using Domo, too. I mean, you're, you're proving my case by all of these other pieces of software that you're using. If <laughs> I, told was, you, if I told you why. That, I mean, you're making my point. I know. But the more that I move into you know, using other software to fix little pieces of it, then I'm I'm left to ask myself, why should I keep using Infusionsoft and, and could I do away with it? That's sort of how I've gotten to this point. You can do away with it, but I could be just fine right now without using without using anything else. I'm using it just to sort of up my game a little bit. I don't I don't necessarily need to do it. Anyways, let's go to number three. But that's my point. I'm upping my game and I'm just being honest about it. And I love uh, radical candor. I, I like it. That's good. All right, cool. So number three, I believe that Infusionsoft is not keeping up with its competitors. I think that even if you if you want to stay with Infusionsoft, if you look at other things like ClickFunnels 
or other sales software that moves you through a pipeline. Obviously, that isn't Salesforce, something on the enterprise edition, but that, you know, Infusionsoft, I think, hit a home run when it came up with Campaign Builder. And that was really the thing of all things that made your eyes pop out of your head was Campaign Builder. And Campaign Builder hasn't changed in about five years. I mean, they've made little tweaks to it and they made little tweaks to Infusionsoft overall, but for the most part, it's the same piece of software you and I started using four years ago. I think that that's mostly true. Apparently, there's a new version. Um, they're calling some people are calling it new Infusionsoft. Infusionsoft might be calling it new Infusionsoft. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I think that the tweaks that they have made have been good improvements, and that it hasn't really needed to improve much over the last five years. I think it's been pretty incredible. I can't compare it to any other products. I haven't opened any other products when it comes to automation technologies that are similar to Infusionsoft. There are, there are people that have mentioned, you know, it's like what, MailChimp or something like that, uh, a variety of other of these, um, what I would consider just email marketing campaigns where you basically shoot out a mass email. Those are not the same thing as what Infusionsoft is. And, and, and people try to tell me, you know, well, this does automation. That does not do automation. You can track with links and stuff like that, but very little of what people consider automation is actually uh, automation. I've never looked at, I think it's called Green Rope. I think I looked at that a long time ago. I, I, I think that's what it's called. Salesforce, I've looked at those a long time ago. I haven't looked at those recently, but it's a system that whatever system people are using, if, if it's not automatically sending out or drafting letters or sending out postcards or sending out emails, Without you having to do something extra, without you having to go in and click a button, if it's, if it's not just doing it on its own, that's not automation. That is whatever else you uses. That's doc generation and whatever else you might want to call it. It's not automation. I'm talking about true automation. And I haven't seen another product out there. I haven't looked at one that's similar to what Infusionsoft is. So I can't really compare. So I don't really know. It's funny that you bring up new Infusionsoft, or which is like the new Coke edition of Coke. They have brought out a simpler, purple, cleaner version of Infusionsoft. And from what I'm hearing from all of my friends in the Infusionsoft community and from what I've seen, it's really just a dumbed-down version of it. And it's not. It's, it's like Infusionsoft Lite. It hasn't been anything innovative or new. It's a matter of just trying to clean it all up. So I think that the new Infusionsoft is just a, a, a bigger problem that, that's going to go to some of the other points that I'm going to make a little later. Okay. Number four goes along with this. When looking at all the different pieces of software that we're using, and I should I should put out this caveat, and you know this, but maybe all of our listeners don't know this, that I am the king of shiny objects. So I do like to look at different pieces of software, and I do get excited about new things. But I've really spent some time working with Kelsey and, and some other folks to try to figure out what would work best for us. And I think my eyes really were opened when we started doing all of our immigration forms in an automated piece of software that syncs with Clio. But the point for number four is that Infusionsoft is just plain expensive. And if I can devote those that money to other places, then uh, that, that I think is more effective. I think that overall Infusionsoft is a little bit pricey. And so that's the fourth reason why we're leaving. I won't disagree that it is pricey. They did. I think that that's why they gave came out with a new the watered down version. And I don't know if the people that have mentioned the new Infusionsoft to me are talking about that watered down version. I don't know if that's the same thing because I have seen 
snippets of that. I've seen an introduction to that. So I don't know if that's the same thing people are talking about. Because that, that is not what I consider to be a cheesy song. I think that that's sort of a joke. I don't know why they even came out with it. So there are cheaper versions. I think you can get, actually, I, I don't just think, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that you can get a version, the full version for $99 now, which is pretty freaking cheap. Now you're limited on your number of contacts. I can't know what they are, but you can get a full version of Infusionsoft for fairly inexpensive. And if you just are using it just for your cases, then it should, there should be plenty of contacts for you to use it for. So I think that that's a problem that they've solved. I think that if you're, if you were spending what I'm spending and what you're spending, Jim, then I think people, yeah, it's too expensive. Probably is too expensive. But if you're just starting out and you're just using it for basic stuff, or not just basic stuff, but just for your cases, and you're not, you you go through your contact list and you weed out the people that you really don't have any contact with. I think I think the number of contacts is probably enough. I think the issue of pricing and focus and infusion soft that for me things sort of changed when they took that VC money. And I, I'm all about people getting paid, but I really feel like the company took on a different direction once they started taking that uh, Goldman Sachs money, and that things have really just sort of become much more corporate and I just felt like it's grown stagnant for what you're paying for. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and I've heard a lot of, it's weird. I mean, I started hearing the complaints about people taking the VC money right after it happened. And I think it's one of these things that it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy for people where they, they heard that they were taking the money. And so they said, Oh, this is going to go, this is going to go to crap. And then they're like, okay, it's crap now. You know, I, I think that that's uh, a lot of people, you know, bitching about something that's really nothing to really gripe about. So I think that the product is a great product. So the other thing is the watered down version of Infusionsoft, which it made, to me, it, it diminished what the product is. I think the full blown Infusionsoft is just a very powerful machine that if you, once you've harnessed it, it will make you a ton of money. Anyway, let's get to your next one then. So number five, I believe that Infusionsoft is not that strong as some other pieces of software when it comes to integration. And and maybe that's specifically integrations in the legal field. But the fact is that Infusionsoft, I believe, had the opportunity several years ago to, to buy Zapier or to go all in on Zapier. They chose not to do that. And I think they've suffered for it. I think that uh, in the legal field, there have been a lot of players like Clio and Practice Panther that have caught up. And because of Zapier, people are really going to be able and really are able to push out the data from one piece of software to another. And for instance, for us, that's really important because we're going to be using lead docket for our intake and that data all syncs nicely with Clio. And then the data in Clio syncs nicely with our form software that we use for preparing our immigration form. So just, it's not a knock on Infusionsoft, but when it comes to legal software integrations, it's just not able to keep up in the same way and to push out the data because you know, some of these companies like Clio are spending a lot of money to make the integrations more seamless. Whereas with Infusionsoft, you have to link up all your individual custom fields to get that data out into the places that you want it. And frankly, for immigration forms, it's just not there. Okay, so I guess I've got a couple of questions. I mean, to me, it's, it's laughable that you think Clio is a superior product to Infusionsoft. What you have with Clio is any other CRM. That's, or a case management system. That's all you got. You've got the exact same thing that everybody has. Throw a dart at a dartboard and whatever 
case management system you've had, that's what you have with with Cleo. Whether it be Praxis Panther, my case, whatever, they're all pretty much the truth inside. I mean, they're, they're, you get the pretty generic stuff. You don't really get anything extra. I don't know what you're going to do when it comes to drip campaigns and following it, client follow-up and birthday emails and all this stuff that is automatically autom- it's automated. You know, it's the client's anniversary. What's the client's anniversary of them becoming a U.S. citizen and a year later you send them a, a congratulatory email or some sort of card that automatically goes at them and tells them, it's been a year as a U.S. citizen. How are you doing? And how's life? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all of that is done without thinking about it. It's just done. I mean, you don't get any of that with any of the stuff you're talking about. So I, do you have a solution for that? Yeah, we're going to do a real bare bones version of Drip, and we're going to set that up from Drip off of Lead Docket. So Drip will be doing our, our Drip campaign, and that's relatively cheap, and we'll just have to have one little automated account for that. We might keep that piece with Infusionsoft, but as a, I see things now, I think Infusionsoft is going to fall away. Okay, so you've got lead docket. Let's go through, let's go down the list of what you call your tech stack. I've noticed you you've been using that phrase a lot lately. So you've got drip, you're gonna have Clio, you're gonna have lead docket, you're gonna be using Zapier, I'm assuming. What else am I leaving out? Our immigration form software. So we have that too. So but I mean those are all the parts of the pieces I mean of business. I need to have those things. So I understand your point. I'm, I have a lot of different things spread out, but Infusionsoft isn't able to do all the things that these other things can do. Question about the immigration software. What's the purpose of it? Why is it so great? Okay, so up until January of last year, as crazy as this sounds, if we got, let's say you, you hired us to, to bring over your spouse from France. So there's about six sets of forms that we would need to do that. So in the old days, we would just type up each form in Adobe on PDF and save it. And so now we use a piece of software called Prima Fasci that allows us to get the information from Clio into Prima, and then Prima will prepare the forms, you know, so that you don't have to type them all out every single time. Okay, so interesting. You may want to look in the FileVine. You need to give FileVine a very good look. Because they have something, so you're talking about mail merge, basically, or merge with documents with PDF, right? It's really tricky because there's two competitors. There's Prima Fasci and there's DocketWise, and we might be switching to DocketWise. But the point is that when you have an Adobe PDF, these are these Tyson, these documents are like 20 pages long. They probably have about 80 variables in there. And when you go back in, and just like I'm sure with FileVine, when you go and make the change in the database, and it fixes it in all the forms. But these guys have gone through and they keep track of all the immigration forms, which are constantly changing to think that we could do it in something other than an immigration form database. Again, I'd be back to trying to link up custom fields and building it out myself where these guys have already gone ahead and done that. And, and DocketWise, for what that's worth, they have an outward facing client portal where, and, and it's smart. So if they say, well, is your spouse in the United States or outside the United States, then it takes them down a different path to do their intake all online so we're not even the ones typing in the information okay i mean i think that part's valuable i guess what i was going to say with fileline which they have the out, outward facing capabilities as well they have all, actually all that same stuff that you just talked about yeah. so basically you could create a, a form that your clients can fill out but they've got a pdf merge and there's a company called web merge that i would have to use with infusionsoft 
I don't have to do that anymore because FileVine has it. It's built into their actual system where it's a PDF merge. And so for a lot of the court documents that are just basically in PDF that you have to fill out, for example, St. Louis County, when we hire a, a special process server, there's a specific special process server form that we have to fill out each freaking time. It's really annoying. But it's all of that is just it's merged, which is great. So I think you should at least still look at FileVine to see because I think it may could replace some of the technology that you're using, and you'd probably still save some money. There's one last tricky thing for our forms, and that is that for most immigration forms, when the forms are created in Adobe, then there's a, a huge barcode at the bottom of the form that changes with each type stroke that you make on the form. So to get that to come through when you do it, it's very difficult to do it if you're not using immigration forms. Okay, so that's a key piece of information. Though. I didn't realize that. So that that if the barcode changes each step, you you uh, right. fill it out. And okay, that makes a lot of sense. All right, number six, and this is the one you just touched on. It's my last one, and that this is probably more personal than anything. But you know, you and I had great fun at the Infusionsoft conference every year. It had a great feel to it, a great vibe. Um, I sort of like the touchy feely stuff. You like sort of the practical stuff, as our listeners might not be surprised, but there's also great vendors and things. And we really liked the Infusionsoft Icon Conference. I got to meet Damon John and Gary Vaynerchuk. And so when that VC money came in and they, they decided to stop doing that conference, that was sort of puzzling to me, but I guess it was a, a loser when it came to finance, but I thought it was really good to keep people motivated to learn about new things about Infusionsoft. And I was quite sad to see it go. I think just looking at the bottom line and looking, okay, are we going to, are we losing money on running this conference? I like wouldn't shock me at all to just say that they lost money on it, but I'm wondering big picture if, you know, losing that community that they built and they haven't really lost the community, but they've lost a key component of that community, a place where people could gather every year and talk about things and, and really just, just bond together. I, I wonder if that, if they, losing that component has, has caused them to lose customers, which has then caused them to lose money. I, I really am curious to see how those numbers play out because I'm sure they've spent a bunch of money on that conference. But I, that conference, it is, to this day, I mean, the best conference I've ever been to. I mean, it, it really is good. I mean, was. You need, yeah, you need yeah, to say was, yeah. not is. Was, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. So Icon, the top two conferences I've ever been to were both Icon. <laughs> they, were, they were that good. I mean, just, you have things where they would you would meet with professional and business advisors and you'd sit down with them if you wanted to, and they would they would break down your business for you and tell you where weaknesses are, where you've got room for improvement, how you can make more money. I mean, there's things like that where you you get that. It's just including the conference price. You, you're not having to spend extra money for that, and then you get you get people like Marcus Lamonis from The Profit, come to speak, big freaking name, Damon John, Ryan Dice, Gary Vaynerchuk. Like, these aren't small people. These are big people. And they're coming to speak to you. And then you have people that just, that you, you have small breakout sessions. You've got big sessions. They did the uh, marker of the, well, I guess it's not called the marker of the year. That's what Ben Glass calls his, but uh, it's the equivalent, basically, you know, where they give $10,000 to some company that's usually some small company that does, something really amazing with Infusionsoft. There were so many components to it that really, when you and I found out about it, I mean, it was, because we had already paid for Icon 2018 at the time. We were all geared up and jazzed up for it. And shortly after, I believe it was Icon 2017, is whenever they announced it, 
And so it was a real bummer. I've noticed a, an increase in frustration with the fusion sauce. And I seriously think that a lot of that stems from them canceling icons. It is for me, for sure. There's no doubt. That's what got my brain clicking on, on perhaps possibly leaving, leaving the cult. One of our listeners, uh, I'm not going to mention his name because we get, make, he make him mad at me. He swears up and down that I can replace Infusionsoft with a couple tools that he knows about. And so he's going to show me. And I, and I will tell you, I will be completely honest with you. I'll bail on Infusionsoft if, if, he, if he's right. So I will report back once I've talked to him. But I think that a lot of it, people don't understand what Infusionsoft does. I don't think that they understand the power of it. And then once they actually see what you or I built out, they actually go in and I'm I've shown everybody on Mastermind Experience. I think I've done a demo on, on Max and Lawyer. I think I've done a couple demos. If you want to see it, let, I'll show you. I think it's kind of mind-blowing whenever you look behind the curtain and see actually what's in there and what you can actually do with it. I think a lot of this, a lot of people that badmouth infusions off just don't really understand what it does and have never really seen it as full power. All right, brother. Well, I think we should get to our hack and our tip of the week. I almost forgot about our hack and tip of the week. Before we do, I'm going to stop you for a second, and I'm going to ask everyone to please, you don't even have to push the pause button. As I'm talking now, if you will, go and give us a five-star review. Pretty, pretty please. It does a lot of good, helps spread the word. I want to double our reviews if we came by the end of the year. That would be pretty freaking amazing, Jimmy. So please go and give us a five-star review. Leave a quick comment, and, and boom, done. Your, your obligation is done. You paid your debt for this show. Okay, you're getting the show for free. We have awesome guests come on, so please give us a review. And then also go to the Facebook group. That place is hopping. So join the Facebook group. Get involved there. If you are a non-lawyer and you try to join, we're probably going to reject you. Just sorry, we're trying to keep spammers out of the group. However, if you're working for a law firm or helping out a lawyer, send us a message and we might be able to get you in. So just know that if you're a marketer and you're listening to this and you're just trying to market to our group and spam them, you're not getting in. So anyways, Jimmy, that was a long little speech, but uh, what's your hack of the week? Well, we did go over 700 members of the Facebook group, so that was pretty exciting. And we are inches away from picking the final dates for our conference, speaking of awesome conferences. And then the other thing, that was a reminder for me when you mentioned the reviews. We need to check. Neil Goldstein said, our good friend from Long Island told us that he left us a review and it hasn't shown up yet. And he left it two weeks ago. So we need to make sure that we're checking on our Apple podcast reviews. My hack of the week is to do what I've done. And, and today we're having our, our firm monthly meeting and I've gone through and I know you, you pointed out that I keep using that term tech stack and I like that. But I think to go through and see all the different pieces of software that you're using is very helpful and it makes you sort of analyze where you're spending your money and what's most effective. And then just being open to looking at other things, other pieces of software that might do things a little better. And, you know, I know there's sometimes it's hard to change, but I also find that sometimes I get stuck just because of sunk cost. I've been in a piece of software for so long, I feel like I have to stay. So one thing with these changes that we've made in the office is I've committed to everyone in the office that I won't do any more tinkering with our software until at least January 1st of 2020. So, I think there's great value in taking a look at what you're doing. Wait, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to tweak anything until January 1st of 2020. I'm promising not to go hog wild and switch out of a piece of software for a year and a half. Okay. All right. I mean, but you'll tweak that software if that software needs tweaking. 
I'm going to say that. Yeah, but we're not going to make wholesale big changes, I guess, is what I meant. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Interesting. I mean, I guess, what, I mean, if you find out the, the piece of it's garbage, I think that's probably a bad idea, but I think it's a, it's a good commitment as long as you've got a good software. But All right, well, anyways. My tip of the week is I've been using Reception HQ for about a month and a half now. I have urgent need for a answering service, and I'll tell you what, they've really pulled through. You can get a lot of minutes for not that much. I think that they do a pretty good job. Are they the best out there when it comes to answering the phone? I'll be completely candid and say no. They're not the best at answering the phone. I think they're good. I think the gold standard is probably Ruby. I've never used Smith AI, so I don't know if, if Jimmy, if you can speak to that, but I think Ruby is the gold standard probably, but they're also, you pay a lot of money for them. But the gold standard really is really good. Reception HQ has been really, really good for me. I, I really do like them. So I, I recommend them. So Reception HQ. Jimmy, anything else? We start with Smith AI tomorrow, so I'll be able to report back. We're excited about that change, too. Fantastic. All right. Well, Jimmy, it's been fun. I always like talking to you. So I guess I'll talk to you later. See you, brother. See you. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.